welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Katie, and today I'm joined by Chloe and Ellie. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll be sharing our favourite Pride campaigns from this year, plus we'll be discussing our content ideas for our favourite social media holidays in July. So we are almost at the end of one of my favourite times of the year, Pride Month. Now, Pride Month is more than just rainbows and parties. It's a time for the LGBTQ plus community and allies to celebrate the progress that's been made for LGBTQ rights since the beginning of the liberation movement that starts in the 70s. And in these 50 years of Pride, the celebrations have become incredibly varied and there is a way for every person to feel included. So... Of course, brands of all sizes have participated with their own Pride campaigns to support the LGBTQ plus community. So this week, we thought it would be great to talk about the Pride campaigns that we have loved this year. Ellie, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, my my first one that I feel like most people would have seen, um, just because they're a massive brand, is Lego. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a spin on... This is, I don't know whether people will know this, but the Lego movie, I'm pretty sure the soundtrack to the Lego movie was Everything is Awesome. Everything yep. Is awesome. <laughs> it's just gotten out of my head, but yes. yes. <laughs> Can't they, wait for that to be in my head all weekend. <laughs> it's kind of, they've done a spin on that. Um, mm-hmm. And instead they've made the tagline, Everyone is Awesome. Um, and the kind of, the whole concept behind that is acceptance um, of the LGBTQIA plus community. Nice. I'm got everyone in there um (laughs) basically saying that everyone's unique and that they believe that there should be a bit more love in the world um and acceptance and understanding basically um but it's just a really nice simple and effective campaign um and I feel like they don't really need to do too much um to kind of promote it purely because they are lego um and yeah it's, it's just really simple and effective I love that so much and like I love it when I'd say, like, a family-friendly brands, but, like, especially ones that, you know, Lego, sorry, Phil, um, our managing director, but, you know, Lego is predominantly for children. (laughs) (laughs) And it is quite nice seeing brands that, you know, do have those connections to, you know, the younger generations, like, jumping into Pride and, you know, sharing those, like, lovely messages that, you know, everyone is awesome. Exactly. And obviously they've made like a buildable model, um, which is obviously rainbow coloured. So the whole family can join in. um, And it's just a really great message. Yeah, I love that. I think, um, yeah, that kind of messaging is, is awesome when brands do that. And especially you're right, Ellie, for brands that are kind of a little bit more focused to the younger generations, because it's not so kind of, you know, as some people might see forcing it down their throats or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, those arguments that can be made, um, because everyone is awesome. So well done, Lego. That's a really nice one. <laughs> Um, the kind of pride campaigns that I really enjoy the most are the ones that kind of move away from virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of brands are kind of accused of rainbow washing during this period of time. And so the, the, the companies that kind of run these campaigns to create a better space for the community or like partner with organizations who strive to do so are my favorite types. I just think they kind of have a bit more impact behind them. 
Um, so starting with a more well-known brand over here in the UK, uh, Absolute Vodka mm-hmm. launched um, their campaign, which is called Out and Open. And basically the whole sort of messaging behind this was to highlight the importance of preserving queer spaces like bars and restaurants. Um, and they also offered like training to LGBTQ plus business owners who sort of run those spaces too, which I thought is really, really great. Um, and yeah, what I liked about this campaign when I was sort of researching it this afternoon is how relevant it actually is and in a few ways more than one um firstly if I put my social media marketing manager hat on um (laughs) obviously vodka bars and restaurants it's very sort of goes hand in hand doesn't it so I thought that from a from a marketing perspective this is quite a well thought out initiative for them But secondly, I think there is a real need for this campaign. It isn't sort of just kind of, sorry, um, no, like it's not even a bad example, but you know, there's kind of thought behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what makes it even more important because I read that the number of LGBTQ plus bars have declined by like 15% Mm -hmm. since 2019. So I think it's really fantastic for them to be doing something to support these spaces Mm -hmm. and the people who kind of probably... Um, you know, putting money in their pockets by by buying their product out in these spaces as well. Um, but also by providing support to the people who run them. Um, I think it was just a really great kind of campaign for them. So, yeah, that's that's one of my favourites. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, like bars and clubs and that are huge, like hugely important spaces for the queer community. You know, that's where a lot of the original, like, or the initial, like, gay liberation movements movements all started you know Mm -hmm. um so like showing that they're still like uplifting those parts of the communities especially where like things like clubs and bars maybe you know kind of viewed a bit like down a little bit you know does that make Mm. sense Mm -hmm. um and it's just like really like validating them you know Totally. And I think especially where we kind of see there's a lot of alcohol-fueled violence towards Mm. these communities, I think it's really nice to have sort of a leader in that industry Mm. kind of not so much put a stop to it because obviously that's not happened, but I think to kind of come out and maybe these sort of campaigns put the the bigots off (laughs) and then, you know, that falls on other alcohol brands to kind of push for this as well. Um, So, yeah, I, I love that they're protecting these people in these spaces. Yeah. And, like, kind of going off of that, because Absolute are great allies to the LGBTQ plus community. Like, they always come out with, like, amazing Pride campaigns and everything. Um, Converse as well. I don't feel like we can have an episode talking about Pride without talking about Converse. (laughs) It's well-loved in the queer community. Every year they come out with an amazing Pride campaign, and this year is no exception. Um, and their Pride 2022 collection is united by a vibrant patchwork representing diversity, belonging and unity, which I absolutely love. Um, you can customise your shoes, like you can go on their website and customise their shoes, I know, um, <laughs> with the Pride bisexual, pansexual, lesbian, non-binary and transgender flags. So we're covering pretty much all the bases there. <laughs> Um, and alongside this, like um, Absolute are doing, um, they're really looking to uplift like queer voices and queer experiences. 
Um, so they're hosting more than 50 creatives from the brand's LGBTQ plus community around the world to contribute their creativity and stories to this year's Pride campaign. So all the designs have been made by queer artists and they've been contributed by queer people, which is just amazing. And then, That's so great. I know. And then the final like cherry <laughs> on top of this beautiful cake is that Converse doesn't stop their support at the end of Pride Month and they continue their support through annual grants for transformative work of community partners to develop safe spaces for LGBTQ plus youth. And that's like their main focus on this. So it's just so multi-layered. You've got the shoes that look cool. You've got the customization. You've got the uplifting of voices. And then they carry on throughout the year. And I love that so much. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome. I think we kind of talk about it a lot on the podcast where it's like inclusivity isn't exclusive to Mm. a certain month or a certain day. And so, yeah, brands like Converse that sort of have committed themselves to supporting uh, our fellow LGBTQ plus community all year round is is really sick. Um, And actually reminded me, I saw there are some um, brands over in the US Mm -hmm. that are running campaigns, um, also like clothing and accessory brands, so kind of close to to Converse, um, who are running their campaigns alongside charitable projects to take a stand against um, uh, the recent Don't Say Gay bill Mm -hmm. over in Florida, which is sparked like massive amounts of controversy and is kind of just sort of disappointing uh, to see in, in this day and age. But um Two brands in particular, there's an accessory store called Banta um, over in the US who released quite a cool personalized chain. I know you can get sort of um, those necklaces where you can get your name written on them. Um, they released one that's simply said, say gay. Um, and it was quite, it's quite cool to be fair. Wow. Um, and that was in collaboration with the It Gets Better project mm. where 100% of those sales for those necklaces went to their organization to kind of help rally against um, that bill in Florida. Uh, yeah and then there was another brand called and I've never heard of them either I'm sorry but um (laughs) Rue 21 partnered with the Trevor Project which is quite a a, quite a big organization Mm -hmm. over in the U.S. I think a lot of our favorite influencers support them quite regularly um but yeah they work together on a gender neutral line for their Say Gay campaign this year as well um so yeah just really I love kind of when we uplift these voices or work you know alongside people in these communities who have kind of their finger on the pulse when it comes to this sort of Mm. stuff. I think that's where you really make a difference between rainbow washing and virtue signaling and sort of making genuine change and like that kind of thing. And there's so much like thought behind that campaign as well. Like even to go down the route of just gender neutral jewelry, like Mm -hmm. that's such, it feels like it shouldn't be important, but it is. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, quite often when brands do want to jump on pride, they will just go with the easy, basic, slap a rainbow on it. That's fine. That's all we need to do. But, you know. Target. America. <laughs> oh, it's shameful. But, like, you know, going deeper with that, having gender neutral stuff, having, you know, the say gay on, like, something quite subtle. Like, it's, it's those little details that really make your contribution to pride, like, really feel worth it and feel valuable, you know? Mm. And I think especially where these kind of promotional assets for these brands go beyond just Pride Month, you know, Mm -hmm. when we think of companies like probably Primark, Walmart and um, Target, as Mm -hmm. I mentioned, kind of come out with these, you know, I guess we could call them seasonal collections because they are quite obviously 
you know, for Pride Month, you know, by the the PR team. And it kind of feels a bit like, well, what a waste because the people who are part of these community feel like wouldn't in their right mind purchase <laughs> these products. And it, yeah, it just seems like it's contributing to a lot of waste. Whereas these, um, you know, like say gay products, they kind of go beyond just June because it's making a political statement and this kind of stuff is really rife in the world. So mm-hmm. I like that it is sort of reusable in a way and, yeah. and goes beyond Pride Month. Yeah, no, like I totally agree. Like it is amazing to have, you know, Pride campaigns that do – like they don't just last just for July, just for June. <laughs> um, they kind of go like throughout that. And I think, you know, if you're not able to do that, because like, you know, it's not usual for most brands to sustain that sort of thing the whole year round, unfortunately. Um, you know, making sure that you're elevating voices, like we mentioned earlier, is hugely important. And I think TikTok, I know it's an episode I'm hosting. Of course, I'm going to talk about TikTok. <laughs> Um, they're doing, they've done this really well this month where I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when you go on your explore page at the moment, um, there's a little section at the top, um, highlighting queer sounds. Um, this is just a collection of audios from people from the LGBTQ plus community, um, and like videos that they've created and it's really elevating their voices and their experiences. Um, and as well, something that I found out that I think is really cool is that on the official TikTok account, this month, they have been running live streams um, that feature LGBTQ plus TikTok trailblazers, as they are called. Um, I have seen this. Yes. Um, so they are a selected group of creators that are driving force in unlocking the power and creativity to create meaningful change. Um, so the fact that TikTok's main account is hosting these live streams under the hashtag for your pride theme, I think that's just like, that's really showing, you know, that they value the community and everything. And as well, like we were saying earlier with Lego, like it's a lot of younger people are on TikTok and elevating these voices to a younger generation. Like it's only going to do good, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. I almost feel like as well, TikTok is one of those platforms where, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just, you know, I think with Instagram and Facebook, you kind of only see what you subscribe to. But a lot of my For You page and a lot of the the content that goes out on TikTok is made by creators in the community. And whether you're kind of aware of that or not, I think some of their biggest creators are drag queens or like transgender mm-hmm. and and, you know, even, you know, LGBT couples as well, a couple accounts just seem to be huge on TikTok. So yeah. I love that you do kind of almost think of TikTok as the the leading platform in these areas. So I love that yeah. they are kind of not returning the favour, but they're sort of owning it, I guess. Yeah, it's like the community hub of the internet. Totally, totally. <laughs> there you go. Nice little analogy there to finish us off. Um, so those were our top Pride campaigns this year. What were yours? Let us know at Giraffe SM. Now it's time for our tips and tricks segment where we share what we've learned in the world of social media and how you can apply this to your social strategy. This week, we're going to be giving you some hot content ideas for July. Um, so we're going to focus on some national holidays and special days, and I think it's best to go in chronological order. 
Um, so I'm going to go first, sorry guys, um, with <laughs> World Emoji Day that is coming on the 17th of July. I'm sure I don't have to explain emojis to you, so I'm not going to bother. Um, and it may be obvious, but for this day, you should really be using emojis. Um, <laughs> you can use them in so many ways, use them as reaction images in your content, or you can encourage your audience to use them with content like use three emojis to show us how X makes you feel style posts. And this will also like encourage engagement and then obviously be using your emojis in your copy, but don't overload them because if you've got people who are, who are using sight reader software, that's just going to sound horrendous to them. (laughs) Um, So yeah, emoji day, the day to use as many emojis as you would like within reason. (laughs) <laughs> I do you know what I think emoji day is a, is a kind of a big standout in every mm. social media manager's calendar but totally. boy is it hard to come up with fresh fresh <laughs> ideas for emoji day I've racked my brains over the past two weeks trying to pop things into people's schedules um and it's proved a challenge mm. but you know what I'm pretty proud of what we're going to be doing on giraffe's Instagram Ooh. accounts so on the 17th head over to giraffe sm on Instagram and uh give us a like will you <laughs> so i'm i'm next um with get to know your customers day on the 21st of july again it's fairly self-explanatory it's a day where you can learn more about your customers um which will also help your brand or your business um kind of tailor your products or services to suit your customers more um, and also tailor your marketing so all around it's a great day for content and businesses alike um, so first of all definitely utilize the hashtag um, get to know your customers day again self-explanatory um, but yeah make sure you're using that and then you'll be more discoverable on um, different feeds especially if people are searching that up um, another one I was thinking is you could post a giveaway. Um, so not only are you getting to know your customers, but also giving back to them. Um, so you can say to enter this giveaway, tell us what's your favorite product from our range or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, just something simple, but effective. Um, and also a way to drive engagement. Engagement is definitely key on a day like this. Um, and also use of polls on Instagram stories. Um, it's a really great way to just kind of throw a few Q&As out there um, and get some quick answers, which also makes it fun and engaging for your target audience. Um, and also utilising um, the question and answer feature on TikTok. Um, again, just to do mm. some quick Q&As, um, bash them out. But it's simple and effective, which is exactly what we want. Mm. I think it's also a really good day for like sort of that community building and using and utilizing user-generated content, I think would yeah. be really cool for this day. Um, whether it's Ellie, as you said, sort of a giveaway where people have to submit pictures of them using your product in an everyday life or, or your service, whatever. Um, but also kind of, yeah, as you said, that sense of giving back and being sharing your favorite customers' photos or, or things like that, yeah. I think it would be really cute. And if you're like a more information-based brand as well, like maybe, you could, or like an education-based one, you could even throw out a question being like, what, do you want to learn from us like and then get some potential future content ideas you know (laughs) (laughs) work smarter not harder exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh well to round off the month of july on the 30th we have international day of friendship which 
I feel like could easily fly under the radar because there are a lot of sort of fun and quirky content days around next month. You know, we've got like emoji day. I'm pretty sure there's a, a cat and a dog day. So national French great Friday. Month. Totally. Burger day as well. It's, it's jam packed. Um, but I think that international day of friendship holds a lot of promotional value for like our small business owners and social media managers like you and I, um, I think it's going to be great for engaging content. You know, we're always sort of looking for ways to generate that engagement where we can. Um, and actually my, some of my favorite posts that I just see every day, not just on international day of friendship are the ones where it's like tag your mate or tag at this letter. And if they don't respond in 10 minutes, they owe you a pizza or something like that. <laughs> or, um, you know, they put the initials next to one another and they're like, these duos need to go on holiday or like they need to go to Ibiza. Um, I love those. I always tag my friends. I am <laughs> like, a bloody moth to a flame for those types of content. So best believe I'll be using them if you won't. Um, similar to Ellie, I think you can also run a, a host of small giveaways or special offers for people who tag their besties. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could share your favorite memory with your best friend. You could do it on the post I've just mentioned. Um, and that's always kind of great for gen- uh, generating engagement, but also, you know, giving back and, and building that community. Um and last but not least, our favorite uh, gift guides Ooh. are a perfect example. Um, I love gift guides. I'm always sort of pitching them to the team in draft. <laughs> the minute um, it gets to November, Chloe's like, have you got your gift guides ready? Gift guides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're great for blog content. If you have a blog, email marketing, gift guides are stellar for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, social media I think that they're great for those as well. And anything that sort of leans into the theme of friendship. So like best buys for your friend or, um, I mean, that's all I've got at the top of my head, but you, you get the picture and you know, I really put a lot of effort into this because international day of friendship doesn't deserve to fly under the radar. And it's the perfect way to round off July in my books. I mean, one thing I just wanted to jump in and say really quickly is of course. you put like a funny spin on it. And all that came to mind throughout like what you what you're saying about is um like Audi and Lidl and all the supermarkets. Yes. How they all yes. have this like ongoing thing of like, Oh guys, are you coming to our party? Like what are you gonna do? Yes. And I feel like you could really utilize um like different brands that are in similar to your like in your niche and sort that sort of thing. Um as like a funny spin. I love that. Totally. <laughs> But not like Duolingo and Scrub Daddy, because I'm too traumatized from the <laughs> TikTok lab. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for today. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if you'd like to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app, we'd really appreciate it. We've been Giraffe Social Media, you've been amazing, and we'll see you next time.